Welcome back to Beyond the Spectrum. This is episode 30. It was going to end here, but we were having too much fun. So we've continued the conversation from yesterday, which was really just a few minutes ago, um, into this because it was just too fascinating. And I know for a fact that one person out there, Nana, my mom, loves when uh, we can get inside things like this, not just necessarily only Mike is mine. She just loves being able to like delve in. So I'm hoping that not only her, but uh, all of you are enjoying this delve into Mikey's mind. So let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Hi, Mikey. Hello, Dream. <laughs> oh, I, I should say your your alt name is oh Barbecue Griffin Wings, which I thought was so... He loves Griffins. Yes. And I think Barbecue Griffin Wings is such a funny... It's such a funny little insight into the way his mind works yeah. um it's clever and it's creative and that's mikey for you but um okay so let's just pick right up where we left off we were talking about like the patterns and how you were saying that like when things get um when when the pattern gets upset for you in particular and you would assume other you know autistic mm-hmm. people too that that becomes confusing which was a really interesting word for you to use so explain the confusion when you come to the peg and the second peg is taken from your jacket and all of a sudden like you said yesterday you could easily pick the third one but in your mind there's some break and some confusion explain that confusion for me so it's the matter of i guess the intimidation for someone with autism like that would be having to use more of their brain. Mm. I believe it might be the intimidation of, okay, this is taken. I have to use my, I can't ask someone for help. I have to do it myself. Ah, there we come back to the help issue. I definitely want to circle back to that, but keep going. Don't let me forget that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was the thing for me was it was too, it was too much, I suppose, for my mind to handle. Um, You'll remember this, but this is a, this is some sort of inside family joke for us. I believe when I was two to three years old, we would be watching this show called VeggieTales. And there was this oh, yeah. character. Yeah. Her name was Madame Blueberry. Yep. And I believe, I don't, I vaguely, vaguely remember it, but there would just be maybe three moments in that episode where maybe something bad would happen and she would burst into tears. Mm-hmm. At, the, at those moments, every single time, I remember I would burst into tears yeah. as well. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was sad. It was because I didn't understand it. Yeah. It would happen for other people as well. Maybe for SpongeBob or for the Wiggles. Yeah. Some character would burst into tears. And I remember immediately I would burst into tears with them. Yeah. It wasn't because I was sad. It was... was, Confusion. I just couldn't think what they were crying about. Yeah. And maybe I was just relating it to not being able to understand the next answer. Mm. I, I suppose if I had that issue of having to use my mind to look for another answer, it would be too much for my mind to handle because I'm not used to using so much of my brain that mm. much. So um, that's or in why, that way. Right. That's, yeah. that's why patterns are mm-hmm. so comfortable yes. for me to be in. Right. And when that gets broken, I'm thinking, okay, now I have to find another answer. And if I don't yeah. find the answer, 
something bad will happen. Right. right. As simple as not being able to know where to put a jacket. Yes. Maybe, maybe instead of hanging out on the next post, you drop it on the floor. Right. And that's wrong or something. Right. Yeah. And then who knows, maybe there's like, it's a rainy day and there's mud in your jacket. Yeah. You just drop it on the floor and you make some mess. Right. And you get yelled at for it. Right. That would, that would be what I would be afraid of. Right. So. Doing the wrong thing, having the wrong response, not having the. Right. Yeah. Interesting. That is fascinating. So, okay. Um, the help thing Mm -hmm. that, okay. I still, to this day, even though I explained in the podcast what that was like, I still don't really understand what was the intimidation of asking for help. Did you think asking for help was going to get you yelled at or something? I think, well, first off, maybe I didn't know how to ask for help because I didn't know how to explain what the problem was. That's huge. Okay, that's... That's incredibly insightful <laughs> because, of course, if we need help, then we need... Because there's lots of times when I'm actually in that same situation. When I go into a new subject for something that I'm learning, sometimes... And this is something that I think everybody can relate to, is we say, I didn't know what to know to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't we don't know what to ask, so we don't even know how to know what... We don't, we're so clueless. The best thing is just to kind of get in there. And so a lot of people will just say, okay, let me just get into it, and then I'll figure out when I'm in there. But was there, for you, because so much of your language was, you know, kind of, like, broken in the beginning, and right. there was so much of, like, those, like... It just breaks. Do you feel like even asking the questions were difficult? Like what you're saying right now, you're like, I don't even know. I know what I'm feeling, but I don't know how to convey that. Is that kind of what you're saying or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's the matter of, I don't want to explain. Mm. I just want you to immediately understand and then help me out. Right. And, And for a long time, I did do that. Right. Did you feel like when that changed, you were like, you were on my side and now you're not on my side anymore. Did you feel like all of a sudden there was this pressure of like almost being abandoned in that? No, it wasn't abandonment. It was just a matter of, okay, now the pattern is gone. Ah. Now I have to adapt to a new pattern. That's right. So it was the intimidation of, okay, now I think some part of me knew because I'd seen you interact with dad. I'd seen you interact with Joey. Uh I would just know, okay, so they have their own pattern and there is a lot of answers. Ah. So how in the world do I find the right answer? <laughs> and see, and that is also what was such a burden to me when you were younger. Because exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. is exactly what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I would always say, how, if I'm not there to help him, you know, because there would be the times when we would meet somebody new and they would say a phrase that was unfamiliar to you. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say, oh, this phrase is equal to a phrase that you already know. Right. And, but I would think in my mind, had I not been here, I was, I was very intuitive with your mind. So I would look at you and know when something wasn't connecting and then I'd figure out, oh, it's this, that was the missing piece. Here's the, here's the connecting piece. Now do you get it? And you would immediately connect. You would immediately go, okay. So in my mind, I felt like that was a good compromise because I wasn't just answering for you, which mm-hmm. would be bad. And I wasn't just leaving you hanging. I was giving you the, the connecting piece. Right. But I always thought, 
you looked like a typical child. For, like, you know, and you think, oh, what does a typical child look like? I don't know, but you did. Like, when people would see you, if I said, oh, he's autistic, they would say, he is? Right. You know, and so <laughs> their mind never would go to the place of he's missing a connecting piece. You had that, you know what I mean? And so for me, I was always like, what happens when I'm not there? The people that I started to trust were like your teacher, you know, and the people in Sunday school that would be like, oh, no, I see how his mind works. Then I would be like, Okay, okay, I can breathe a little. But that same fear that you are actually explaining right now that generalized to a bunch of other things, like putting a jacket on a peg, what am I supposed to do now? And what does, you know, the inside information mm -hmm. in your brain is absolutely fascinating to me. And that is another thing that I love. And I don't want to, I'm taking over right now. So I, <laughs> I want to go back to you. No, I don't worry about it. The one thing that I absolutely loved was when you were able to start communicating those things. Because mm -hmm. when you were younger, you just had the overwhelm mm -hmm. and you couldn't. And I, I would only be able to like guess. And most of the time I think I was guessing right, but it, it used to break my heart that I don't know if he's feeling something that I'm actually misinterpreting, you know. When you finally made that leap to be able to start telling us what you were thinking, going back to memories that were memories that I remembered going, <laughs> I wanted to know what you were thinking. And you would just go, this is what I felt. It was, it was like the world was unlocked, you know? Right. And I love that you're right now, even at 22, able to go back there, mm -hmm. you know, and explain even further. Because we knew about Madame Blueberry <laughs> and we knew about like the feelings that you had. But even then we would say, Micah, why are you crying? You right. know, um, and I could tell it was overwhelming, but I didn't know why. And you just today explaining that even further about the confusion is wild and mind-blowing to me you know gotcha. right um another time i think that i would love your insight on this as well was okay that was a tv show and mm -hmm. that was something that was like social but not social with people it was right. social with something you didn't have to interact with right but there is there a difference um i can think of another instance where Uncle Tony, he had not been in our life for a long time. You had heard about him. You knew that we had like this. I think in your mind, you're equating like, okay, he's my uncle. He's my mom's brother. And then he came to the house and you were so excited to meet him. But then all of a sudden we looked around and there was no Micah. You were in the bed with the covers over your head. You were like little, you're yeah, like yeah, three, yeah. four. <laughs> and I remember I came looking for you and you were bawling your eyes out. Right. And I kept telling you, it's okay, you know, because, yeah, it's a big feeling that we're having. Mm -hmm. Somebody that we haven't seen, you've heard about, you know, and we, and we encouraged you to come out and then it was okay. But is that the same kind of thing? Like, So not only was it something else to get used to, the new pattern, I mm -hmm. suppose, that there's someone else and I had to meet him. Uh, I suppose it was just... I suppose it was also the way that he acted. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, because he's energetic. Very. I yeah. did not. That was the thing. Yeah. That was why I hated Sunday school. That's right. And I had you. You went said before that there was someone in Sunday school that I trusted. I was thinking, oh, was there actually someone? I was because meaning Miss right. Mary from. I was meaning Awana, not Sunday uh, school. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, either way, I remember every every teacher who was there. I'll just call my teacher. I don't know the proper yeah. word. Um. Everyone who was there watching with the little kids had to be energetic mm -hmm. so the kids wouldn't be bored. Right. And I suppose 
yeah, you and dad and even Joey could be energetic at times, but you weren't like, for lack of a better term, psychotic. <laughs> well, and we were known. Right. We were, we were familiar to you. I think we probably are a little psychotic, but oh, definitely. we were, uh, we were a psychotic that you knew. <laughs> you could predict. Maybe right. that's what it is. They, they were so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I mentioned that also that you preferred kind of the calmer adults and like kids are way too erratic and way too unpredictable to be able for you to have those like set patterns. But I think in our family... No, no, no. It actually wasn't kids. Okay. It wasn't kids actually because I'm... Um, the school that I went to... The, the special day school. Special day school. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's the name of that? It wasn't Hope, right? No, it was It was actually called special day school. That special was the... Special day yeah. school. Okay. I remember Hope was something else. But, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was this kid. I believe he was probably the first friend I made. His name was Caleb. Yeah. And with him, I could be energetic. Okay. You could be. I could be. And he could be. And okay. I would be fine. Uh-huh. Because he hope he's doing well. <laughs> yeah. It might um, be so cool if somehow we could like... Somehow. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be somehow. That would be so cool. Um, uh, I remember there was uh, maybe... There would be a scene from Toy Story 2 that we would recreate. Uh-huh. They had like little Woody dolls and Buzz Lightyear dolls. Okay. And I remember just having a fun time with him with those. Uh, I remember there was a Spider-Man figure that I absolutely loved. Uh-huh. And I remember there was a wooden, a small little wooden totem. Okay. Those three toys were my absolute favorite. I would go to them every single time. Uh I remember he would always be the person I would look for. Uh And if he wasn't there, maybe he was homesick or something, I would just play by myself and I'd be happy. But I remember there were, it wasn't just kids that were energetic. It was just the adults who were unpredictable because they knew a lot more. Sure. And the kids were still learning. Okay, once again, we have gone past the time that we thought we're having too much fun. So I'm going to do part three for tomorrow. So we'll be back with episode 31. See you tomorrow.